0: And
1: BJ. Let's get at it. And it starts now.
0: All right, everyone. Welcome into another episode of the Lowdown Sports Show. This show is brought to you by the Basketball Podcast Network, presented by DraftKings. I'm your host, Drew.
1: And I'm BJ.
0: And we're here to get the lowdown on all things basketball. Got a jam-packed show today going around the association, so a variety of topics in both the NBA and WNBA. So that's usually what around the association means, just multiple topics in, uh, in, in one or both uh, leagues there. So we got plenty to talk about today. All-Star Weekend recapping NBA playoff race as the second part of the season is about to get underway, or – Technically, by the time this release has begun, uh, just yesterday. Um, So we're talking about that and the Hall of Fame finalists for 2022. BJ, are you ready?
1: I'm always ready, Drew. Let's get it.
0: All right. Ready like SpongeBob. All right. So All-Star Weekend, BJ, you know, we came in, we had our picks in the previous episode for everything Mm -hmm. that's going to be going on. We had our draft and our first lowdown draft, by the way, if you didn't check that episode out, make sure you guys go back and check out that last one. Um, So we got to see how some of our picks panned out from All-Star Weekend of who was going to win what and, you know, just our overall thoughts on how things went, you know. Yeah. just the whole weekend, the excitement of it or lack thereof, what you were impressed by, what you weren't. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's just kind of go through some of the main stuff, BJ. We ain't got to talk about the celebrity game. We know Miles Garrett yeah. is an athletic freak <laughs> and De Hamby played. Shout out to the yeah. WNBA. Yeah. Um, but uh, you can talk about all those other events, the Rising Stars Challenge. Mm-hmm. um. What did you like about the new format? Did you like it first of all? Uh, if you did, what did you like about it? And you know, did it end up the way you thought it would?
1: Well, remember, Drew, uh, we talked about basically there was only one thing with the rising stars that we disagreed on last week, and it was who's gonna who was gonna uh, come out victorious of that first game between I believe it was uh, Team Isaiah and Team Peyton, right?
0: That's, I think that's right.
1: Yeah. Um, uh, I or no, it was Team Isaiah and Team Worthy. There you go. Yeah, Team Worthy. Yeah, and uh I had Team Worthy, and they should have won. You got to make free throws. You got to make free throws. That's at the end of the day. You got to make free throws when you got a chance to win. What was that Jalen Suggs? Uh, yeah, it was Jalen Suggs. <laughs> so, but hey, it's all good. I I thought it was I thought it was good. Um, having both having you know two separate games and then a third game to get to twenty five felt like it dragged on just a little too long. Yeah. Um I I think you know I I think the having the little mini four team bracket or whatever is is fine and and first to 75 was 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 good. Um I would just I would cut out the the four teams. I think that you could go back to having two teams that you have a lot of talent on both those teams, you get, you know, good quality playing minutes and then just do first to 75 between the two teams as opposed to two games first to 50 and then the third game first to 25 um, I don't know if it if it builds drama or whatever it certainly certainly builds in uh, a lot of time that you get to spend doing stuff in between I'll tell you that uh, it just toddled at times it just toddled. but we both said team Barry was gonna win and and they were challenged it was it was a close one. But Team Barry ultimately did get the win in the end.
0: Okay. BJ, I think it drug on a little bit too. I think we need to go back to a rookies versus sophomores mm-hmm. game. And they could make it interesting, like the All Star game, you know. Um, I don't know. Top rookie or sophomore vote getters or something from the fans um, get to play in the Rising Stars game against each other. And then. Uh, you know, top two vote-getters, top sophomore, top freshman. They get to draft out of, mm-hmm. you know, a pool of, you know, both of them. Uh, See, the rookie-sophomore the rookie game, or I, the Rising Stars rookie-sophomore game. It's yeah. not rookies versus sophomores, but rookie and sophomore.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know if, if I feel about that, because would you already have that, you know, going on in the NBA All-Star game? You kind of want to differentiate between the two and not just have the okay. same thing for the rookies and the sophomores. Make sure that, you know, you're highlighting them and, and give them something else.
0: I'm fine with Square just rookies versus sophomores.
1: Yeah, I, I would mean, be too. if we want to just
0: go back to that, then that's totally fine. Yeah. Um, as far as being like more the, creative the with versus it, versus then I don't world. even
1: know. I like Maybe the USA versus World uh, a couple of years ago that they did. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I don't know if, if you want to necessarily do that every year, if, if you've got more uh, homegrown talent than, than international talent.
0: Right. That's why it's kind of an you know, every now and then thing with mm-hmm. that. I understand that. but the rookies versus sophomores should probably be the constant yeah. here. Um, we also had, uh, well, I think, is it, is that the first thing we mentioned? Uh, no, we did mm-hmm. rising stars. Um what am I trying to say? Skills challenge. Here we go. Yeah. Skills challenge, BJ. Mm-hmm. Um, we had the Cleveland squad. Mm-hmm. We had the Rooks, and we had the Untete is
1: Antetokoun Better said, known as the
0: Un Bros. Um Antetokoun Bros apparently did not have a good night. I didn't see their early performance, but they got they got a little bit laughed at on Twitter. Uh but uh, I did see the, you know, end result final was, you know, Cavs versus Rooks, mm-hmm. and it came down to the half-court shot. And, I mean, you know, traditionally, yeah. you know, it seemed like a pretty fast time for the rookies, you know. So, yeah, like, you know, took make a took seven shots. Court shot. Yeah, like that's pretty quick. Like everybody around one time and then one more. Or, I'm sorry, everybody around twice, twice and then yeah. one extra shot. Um but then Jared Allen, I think it was no Evan Mobley, Mobley. comes in and hits it on the second attempt yeah. for the Cavs as a team, and that was it. I mean, I was like yeah. dang it. it seemed like it was just you know the Rooks had it for the upset, mm. but no, you know Cleveland came away uh, with you know one of many things uh, last night uh, as far as the state of Cleveland goes, but you know Cleveland Cleveland squad squad won it.
1: Yeah, um, that was it that was a nice nice payout to have my faith in the. Team Cavs pay off there for me. So
0: and uh, personally, BJ, and you know maybe I'm just you know scrapping everything Silver's putting together here, but I want to take it back to how they used to do it. <laughs> I want the I want the bracket of somebody versus somebody running down the court, weaving, passing in the shoot, you know, layup, three pointer, you know, the. St- yeah. What it is what it's supposed to be, what it always was, what we know truly as the skills challenge. Yeah. You know, in that bracket format. I like that so much better um in previous years that they've had. So I wanted to go back to
1: I I, I liked I liked having the teams this year. I thought that that you was like interesting. Okay. I I liked it because like uh you know, it it felt like it went quicker. Um okay. and then, you know, I love I love the themes that they had. You know, it was in Cleveland so you had the three talented calves you know then you had the rooks and then you had the antetacumpos uh um, you know i don't know what they're going to be able to do you know in in the upcoming years are they going to have the the ball brothers as we talked about uh last week yeah that's week? what i was
0: about to just say you know that's the only way i like i'll take that for next year if they can take you know holiday brothers ball brothers mm-hmm. antetacumpros and do it like that yeah um, if we, I wish there was a third Curry, so we could have all three Curries, that would be
1: do, great. Do we know where this the All Star game is going to be next year? By chance,
0: uh, I don't know off the top of my head. I know that it's out there. I mean, if you're yeah. asking about when the uh, uh, WNBA one was going to be, we wouldn't know the answer.
1: Yeah, I was. I I, I I thought it was out there, but I couldn't remember. I thought maybe you would know because I'm Salt trying Lake to Salt Lake City. Salt Lake City, so yeah. you can have like, uh, go bear. Mitchell and uh, Ingles, or something like Team Jazz. Ingles, next year. Right. That well, somebody else. <laughs> I I I, I, re- I remembered that at the last second, but yeah. the words had already come out of my mouth. But you you know what I mean. You could have you three members of the Jazz and have a Team Jazz. You could you could do this every year with you know three brothers and the team the home host team and then the Rooks. I I think that could work in theory. But mm-hmm. then you've got to also think, well, you're going to run out of, of three brothers uh, pretty quickly here in the NBA. So you've either got to figure something else out to like, you know, that's something that's more sustainable going forward. Like, a you know, a, a, maybe the you go four duos instead of three triplets and you got like a G League member participating or something. I don't know. But, but it's it's an, I thought it was an interesting uh, change and, and I was actually okay with
0: it. It's definitely interesting, definitely interesting. Shout out to the Cavs once again for getting that done. Um, let's go on to the other part of that Saturday night, BJ, mm-hmm. the three point contest. Um, both Ooh. of our picks went down. Um, yours a little bit earlier than mine, I believe.
1: Yeah, let's, um, let's not remind me. <laughs> no, but- I. But that's and that's the thing is, you know i I went with a little bit under the radar pick and and so I wasn't kind of really wasn't surprised if if I'd been honest with you, you know i I feel like Trey Young had to be considered the favorite, and yeah. he got pretty close to winning it all, but even I was surprised that he didn't win it
0: if he didn't have a slow start, he probably would have because he was heating up at the yeah. end um, yeah, but uh you know my pick patty Mills where he where he went wrong, he missed the whole first rack. <laughs> he missed the whole can't first do that track. yeah can't yeah. do that i mean he heated up later i think he made a he might have made one of the four point balls or something like that mm-hmm. but he you know he missed the whole first rack and yeah. that that doomed him from the jump uh early yeah. on you know he was still in it like close you know to being in the final shootout and winning it you know but yeah you know missing that whole first rack was really costly but Carl anthony towns came away with it uh the first big since uh, Kevin loved to win it, I believe. Mm-hmm. And uh it's funny that they were both Timberwolves when they won it. Yeah, as that's well. Fu- that is funny. Yeah, Timberwolves breeding <laughs> three point shooting bigs that they can't keep. That's crazy. They probably won't <laughs> be able to keep crawling at towns anyway. I'm
1: speaking of uh, speaking that out there. Maybe not.
0: Um, but yeah, I mean he was he was going crazy with it. He had twenty nine in the final round, beating what Devin Booker had last year.
1: Yeah. It,
0: it's crazy to think about what like, we thought Booker was going crazy like. And then Carl Anthony towns out does it do you do
1: you attribute it that to having the the three point ball or the four point ball or whatever as why he he got to beat the score like if you if you keep doing like further distance for more points is this gonna keep happening where somebody gets the most points in the final round we'll we'll continue to see that get broken
0: well i mean it it helps a little bit like if you're down and then you hit a four like you get that little bit extra. You know, at one point on that extra ball. But yeah, um, I don't think it makes too much of a difference. Cause I mean, if you're hot, you're hot. I mean, yeah, you know, cause you know, like Curry, I mean, if he wanted to, you know, participate this year, I'm sure he could have, you know, beaten what Devin Booker did last year and outscored what Carl Anthony Towns did this year. You could, you um, could
1: give Steph Curry the, a shot from the other side of half court three point line. He'd probably still make it in. Yeah. You give him 10 points for it, he'd be yeah. the only one probably.
0: Yeah, but uh, the four point ball certainly helps. Mm-hmm. Um, you do, I mean, you still have a whole lot of chances anyway, but still, um, yeah. you know, you make one of those. And if you make both, I mean, you're definitely setting records. You hit both. But I mean, you could make both and then miss a whole rack. And then, I mean, that's only like, what, one, three? Like, it's, it's only three points out of that at that point. So, yeah. Or, or less, even because that last ball's two or, you know, extra.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So,
0: yeah. But congratulations to Carl Anthony Towns. The three-point exactly. contest was yeah. entertaining.
1: Yeah, it um, was.
0: One thing that wasn't, though, was that stinking dunk contest.
1: Oh. <laughs> Drew, I mean, Boo. that's the thing is, like, Boo. with the dunk contest, you get so many, like, false starts where as long as you don't go with your arm down, it doesn't count as a attempt. So you can do it look, like, really stupid trying something and then you know bail halfway because you realize you're not going to be able to throw it down and it doesn't count against you and so we're just sitting around twiddling our thumbs wasting time. we suffered
0: so much yeah. due to that but i mean it's not the fact of that rule it's the fact that these dunkers weren't prepared so like they were trying dunks that they can't like
1: yeah. you know
0: do like without a doubt you know
1: yeah. or haven't
0: you know made more than once so like yeah. Jalen Green, when he was trying that from out of bounds, like mm-hmm. he's clearly only made that probably once before, maybe a couple of times. Like he got it back to back and he was like, Oh, yeah, this is my stuff. I'm going to put it in the dunk contest. Like, and mm-hmm. like he obviously hasn't worked on that enough to where, you know, he's he didn't have to, yeah. yeah, he didn't have to try that so many times. Yeah. And, you know, some other people had some issues as well. Cole Anthony early with the Timberlands. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, That's what really drug it out. It's not the fact of, you know, the attempt, you know, them getting to redo it. It's just they weren't prepared. Yeah. And, you know, Toscano-Anderson, either my pick, I I I was way too much of a race there pretend yeah. I didn't do that hey
1: at least you got him in the finals it's not like you went with with somebody that that didn't even make it to the finals or anything.
0: right I don't know how he made the finals but he did and I, I think it's it was... because
1: Cole Anthony got such a bad start and and that's what ultimately was the difference
0: yeah and, and uh and uh, what's his face did so bad too um,
1: yeah uh, green, green Taylor yeah.
0: green yeah and all those attempts but it, it was it was bad to watch, you know. Nothing was just you know outstanding. Obi Toppin's first dunk was good, you know. He didn't mm-hmm. do a finisher dunk because I mean he already had it wrapped up. Yeah, just did yeah. you know kind of a lay in. But um, I think he did one where he tapped it off the glass and tapped it back and dunked it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, yeah, but I think the and, first and, one the, was the better one.
1: Yeah, um, the first one was I think because yeah. I was listening to. Uh, the TNT commentators and they had a really good point. It said, "I don't want to. I don't want to be wowed what, that I have to see the instant replay to appreciate how good the dunk is. Like yeah. that was the thing with Vince Carter's dunk. Like what really was just like jaw dropping. Nobody had seen that before. Yeah. And you know, I mean, maybe you don't have an, a little bit of creativity there, but the fact that he was able to <laughs> contort his body and and throw it down that hard. I mean, it just like I'm I I I." I know it's physically impossible Drew, but I think the only thing that the NBA dunk contest has not seen that would really be like a jaw-dropping moment these days is if you dunk the ball and you grab onto the rim and you're able to like contort yourself to go down through the hole following the ball or something like that. Oh my. But like, if if you're able to do that, like nobody's ever seen that before and I I know it's physically impossible. But that's about the only thing I think that really could get you know some guys bj right? wants
0: you to go down the basket he wants you to go with the ball down the hoop yeah like like santa claus down a chimney yeah <laughs> maybe you these are large to- individuals bj i know you maybe think ha- dirk is gonna make his way in that hoop and down even curry
1: that's why Maybe I said, it. that's why, that's why I said it's that's why I said it's physically that's why I said it's physically impossible. But yeah. if you have some kind of magic where you could do that, that would be like that would be probably the last thing I think you could do that would be jaw dropping. But everything else I feel like has already been done. I don't know, you know, what kinds of creative things you can well, I mean, like, do
0: with it. Well, you see, like I don't remember what this was called, but like there used to be something on TNT that like uh, Kenny was a judge. Shaq was a judge. Chuck was a judge. They had like a dunk contest thing on there, where those came. Well, those guys came in. Like they had a whole bunch of stuff we had never seen, Um, and like their athletic ability and their crazy abilities to dunk. Like I'm surprised that players over the years haven't poached some of those like famous dunkers stuff and what they do. I'm sure they have. I'm sure they have plenty of stuff that you know. There's more stuff out there to try.
1: Bring in the globe trotters or something. Give us something that it's not just like, you know.
0: Like throw it off the backboard, catch mm-hmm. it, kiss it, and dunk it. Yeah. Like who's done that? Who's done no, that? No,
1: nobody catch that it, I know. I, I liked you know, when catch I, I it, think kiss it was it, it
0: point at the fans, dunk it. Boom.
1: Was it was it Jalen Green or was it Cole Anthony that got uh Dr. J to sign the ball and then he went and dunked the ABA ball that oh, J, Dr. J signed. I didn't
0: see that one actually.
1: Okay, I think it was the first round. Uh, I thought that that was pretty pretty good, uh, just because it's like you know, hey, you've got living legends as a judge. You get him to sign the ball, and then you dunk that same ball. I think maybe as an homage to him, but I couldn't remember. Uh, I thought that was I thought that was really cool. Heck yeah! But well, anyway. uh,
0: that is the, that's the, all the events from the Saturday night. Yeah,
1: congrats to Obi Toppin. Um, who shout out pretty, Obi?
0: Yeah. He's a, he's a freak dunker anyway.
1: Yeah. Should have won it last year. Happy he yeah. got to win it this year.
0: So Yeah, we're, we're not going to talk about dunk contests. Now. We'll be here all night as we talk about this. Nah. yeah Yeah. Um, but we're going to move into Sunday. Obviously, BJ All Star game. Woo. The lowdown yeah. draft. I wish I had my paper. I problem. do
1: have. I have. Uh, whoops. There
0: it goes. You got both teams?
1: Yeah, I've got both teams. So. Like,
0: what I wanted to do was see. Which of our teams that we drafted had the most players on Team LeBron whom won the All-Star
1: game? Let's see. Okay, so you had three of the five starters from Team LeBron. Yeah. Uh, you had Luca. you had Donovan Mitchell, you had Chris Paul, and you had Fred Van Vliet. So you had, I believe, seven. Oh, seven out Team of the 12? Yeah. Right? Is it 12? Yes. I, I have. So. I, I have, I have uh, let's see. Let's see. Harden was not playing. So we had to uh was Jared Allen on Team LeBron? Do you remember?
0: Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he had So to you had
1: eight. Him. You had eight of the twelve.
0: Ah, ah. 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 Still almost lost, though. I'm the champion.
1: Still almost lost.
0: Almost. But I didn't.
1: You needed was... 16 three-pointers from Steph Curry, which has never been seen before. Will probably never be seen again. <laughs>
0: That was insane that's Dude. the best part of the
1: whole weekend was exactly. everything that he was doing
0: yeah. and like as we were watching it and doing it together over on twitch bj like everything mm-hmm. like you were a little bit ahead so like you know we'd see the action and then like another three from half court oh my god and then <laughs> he just keeps going it's just like are you serious and it just it, it was it, was it kept,
1: yeah yeah he could he couldn't miss it seemed like at times until we are
0: so spoiled bj we are I know. so spoiled with the until the
1: until the curry. fourth quarter when when the de- teams were actually trying hard to play defense because you had to get to the target score then curry felt like he went ice cold then uh but right. I think he was probably just tired because he made so many and shot so many but
0: right he attempted like what 21 25 threes
1: 16 uh, yeah that sounds it right he made Somewhere over half between. of his threes yeah. so yeah. It was I mean at one point at one point he had like uh he had made all but one. He was like 16 of 17 yeah. or like that. And think, then he think, missed the rest.
0: Yeah, think about that. Like sixteen, He was going oh, for 50 just made, on threes alone. He made 16 threes and shot over 50. Yeah. As you made them. <laughs> Just unreal, ah, man. And the last unreal. bucket was a floater, though, to get him to exactly fifty, or he would have gotten uh, fifty-one. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that was that was crazy. It was awesome, man. Whew. I'm gonna miss him when he retires. Like you know, you know, talk about missing LeBron, mm-hmm. and you know, all the other players are gonna you know lose over the next handful of years or so as they deteriorate and go into retirement to their mm-hmm. families. Man, just the greatness of Curry, like you know. We've got to, that talk has got to be, start picking up as he gets into his, you know, towards his mid-30s-ish, and um I don't know, he's what, 32 or something like that right now, 32, 33? Yeah. So, see, like, well, see, early was, 30s he was, for Curry. He,
1: yeah, he was, he was, let's see, he's about, 08. I think he's 35. He, he came out in 08, and if he was 21 or 22 then, then it's been about 13 years, 14 years, so...
0: Okay. He's getting
1: so, he's getting up to be mid thirties now.
0: Yeah. So we don't have much time with him left. Um no. so it's it's he's, so he's crazy probably to got the, that.
1: he's probably got five or so years left, I would say. Yeah. He'll he'll probably yeah, you know, I mean I think LeBron will, will retire before he does because LeBron had like a five year head start. Oh, yeah. But also I mean also think about this, uh Curry Curry went to Davidson for four years. If he'd gone straight to the NBA I think he's he'd be like one year behind uh, LeBron in in terms of when he would have gone to the NBA. But as a result, he he you know he had four years in college, and so he he could be even higher up uh, than than he is now.
0: Man, you think of, you talk about him being higher up where he is now? Um, you know, obviously starting you know ahead of college would have been. Um, you know, giving him extra years in the mm-hmm. NBA. Uh, I don't know. He definitely, in my opinion, wasn't ready at that time. Yeah. Uh, that's, and that's, and that's obviously why he went to he was, uh, yeah. yeah. But, um, you know, just talking about what he could have done, mm-hmm. BJ, it's, you know, if he hadn't gotten injured in his early years as well, you know, the greatest shooter of all time is not going to be that high on the all time scoring list. Yeah. Curry currently sits at 49th right now. And you talk about him probably having about five, six years left. And, mm-hmm. you know, what at peak performance level, I would say two more because, like, he was an MVP conversation right now. So mm-hmm. two more, you know, top of the league type seasons. Uh, and then, you know, start to tickle down a little bit. But um, also,
1: also think about, like, how long, like, even after Ray Allen was no longer considered, you know, like, the best – uh, score or whatnot, he was still making big clutch threes in his later years. Curry could be doing the same exact thing. And, you know, if he's shooting a lot of threes, as, as he always does, you know, three points count for more than two points, obviously. Well, yeah. uh, that's simple math. So he could still theoretically climb into the top 30, top you know 25 it's all
0: oh, i mean he's gonna he's gonna climb up a little bit so i mean like don't mm-hmm. don't get me wrong i mean he's sitting at 49 right now he's a, he's just under 20k points he's got 19,827 mm-hmm. and if he gets i mean if he gets 200 you know that boosts him up 10 spots or i'm sorry is that 2,000 well,
1: 20,000
0: yeah if he gets 2,000 yeah, if he gets 2,000 more, that boosts him up 10 spots on the all-time list. Just 2,000 okay. points.
1: Just 2,000 that's, points, yeah.
0: That's maybe, like, what, a season? 2,000 it, points, a yeah. season. Could, could be, yeah. So that's one season's worth. So, I mean, I don't think Curry's going to get to 25K.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't think
0: he's going to get 25K. What I do think, and it's going to be weird to say it when it probably happens, I think he passes Wade on the all-time list which, I mean, both had injuries. Curry had early ankle injuries and then, you know, went on to his peak, whereas Wade had his knee injuries during his peak. Yeah, and later on. Yeah, and later in his career. Um, Dwayne Wade only 30th on the all-time list at 23,165. So Curry not far behind, just about a
1: little under 4,000. I think if if Curry stays healthy – I think he could pass 25 K you're talking about 25 K. If if you're talking about him having another season or two, potentially of around 2000 points, that'll put him at 23, right? That'll put him at 23 K essentially. And then let's say he has three, three seasons where he doesn't score 2000 points, but he still gets maybe between 1500 to 1700 or something like that. I think that would be more than enough to get him past 25 K.
0: Let me see if I can get his total points. Yeah. Okay, so like MVP seasons Curry, yeah. I mean, it was floating around 1,900. He had 2,375 and 1,516, which was insane.
1: Just absurd. Um,
0: And he had the most last year. He's mm-hmm. only hit 2,000 in a season twice, and that was at his absolute peak. So let's just say – and right now he's at 1,393. Okay. So. Um, I, he'll he'll get to close to two thousand again, mm-hmm. so another seven hundred. I think, oh man, BJ, that's that's hard to that's a tough call to say whether he's gonna get to twenty five k or not.
1: Yeah, um, it, it's gonna be interesting. I I think it'll be probably come close. i I I think he gets it. Maybe he you know hits enough threes that instead of you know uh, playing a lot of minutes, he he makes the most out of them and and, and shoots a lot of threes, but.
0: Well, I uh, will tell you what, BJ, top or twenty-five K gets you in the top twenty-five. There you go. If he if he gets there, then he's in the top twenty-five.
1: Sounds good. And to
0: me. he'll he'll pass. Let me tell you, the players he'll pass if he gets to twenty-five K. All right. He got some got some good names in yeah. here, and it'll probably boost him up the list even more if he rises up pretty high. Uh, Patrick Ewing. Oh yeah. Ray Allen.
1: Yeah.
0: Allen Iverson. Charles Barkley. D. Wade. Oh,
1: yeah.
0: yeah. Um, Clyde Drexler.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Larry Bird.
1: Oh, wow. David Robinson. Yeah, the Admiral.
0: And George the Iceman Gervin.
1: Wow. Yeah, those are you know, all-timers ti- all right there.
0: And if you get a little bit past 25K, mm-hmm. you could pass Jerry West. And all With you would need logo. to pass these couple of people, he is a couple hundred, a few hundred. Okay. So right. if you get 25, 300, you're going to pass Jerry West and Reggie Miller. Ooh, wow. But he's – Curry will – I don't know if he will get into the top 20. Yeah. There's some I, other players yeah. on the on brink right now that will boost up into the top 20. So you now KD's 23 right now uh hardens down here at 32 westbrook's at 33 um chris paul's at 41 which i don't know if he'll i he i don't know if he but I, I think westbrook harden and kd will boost up some yeah um so uh i don't know if he'll make top 20 yeah no.
1: it's it's possible but i don't see it i see because by the time, I see 25.
0: Yeah, because by the time these others – because they're all all the ones – Harden and Westbrook are going to get the 25K. They're they're both just a couple hundred away. Mm -hmm. Um, If he wants to get – man, I think the threshold is going to be Alex English like once these guys get boosted i don't know i don't know okay. if you're gonna make it but it'll be close it just depends it, on if he, you, you know good. health provide health 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 willing mm-hmm. is if he's gonna be able to do it but yeah anyway, he's curry so it's
1: possible stay healthy curry that's all yeah. he has.
0: very much possible okay bj yeah you like basketball right that's, oh, yeah. I'm just kidding. You love basketball. I love basketball. <laughs> I was about I to hope, say,
1: what are you thinking, Drew? And
0: I hope everybody that listens to our show loves basketball as well. We like to talk to our fans, you know, Hoops fans in particular, because the latest offer from DraftKings Sportsbook and official sports betting partner of the NBA is too good to pass up. I'm talking between the legs, 360 windmill good. New customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. If It's that simple.
1: Yeah, Drew, I wish we'd seen one of those uh, too-good-to-pass-up kind of dunks in the dunk contest. You could be like me. I turned $7.50 into $22 on Saturday during the All-Star Weekend festivities. Uh through the use of betting, obviously. So, uh, don't worry if sports books aren't available in your state yet. You can still take your shot at a big payday because everyone can pay for play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings daily daily fantasy basketball contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit.
0: Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN, bet just $1 on any NBA team, and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code TBPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA.
1: Also in the bottom right-hand corner, don't forget 21-plus minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gaming resources void where prohibited. Minimum $5 deposit. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. That's G-A-M-B-L-E-R. In Tennessee, call or text the Tennessee red line 1-800-889-9789. In Connecticut, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. In New York, call eight seven seven eight hope ny or text HOPE-NY-467-369. All right, Drew, I know we've got some fans out here in the Twitch comments for us today as we get into the low down second half of our show and the second half of the nba season drew it's exciting time to see what's going to happen because that eastern conference oh my goodness it just looks wide open
0: it is it is and shout out to angel in the chat over here on twitch he said he's at work just stopping by to show some love appreciate the love angel appreciate you we
1: appreciate. Um, you yeah
0: there. the eastern conference is kind of open here bj some things are kind of changing though that might Change some things around the east. It is uh it's the fact that Kyrie Irvin might start getting to play all these games. Oh, I, I um, heard
1: about yeah. that, yeah.
0: New York about to lift uh that situation that's held Kyrie back, um, you know, partly of his it own doing as far as the mask mandate. See. Yeah, so they're gonna get their point guard back. And soon, you know, here in a few weeks, I anticipate they get their MVP back as well and kevin durant and yeah. depending on what he what kind of tear he goes on when he comes back if he goes on a tear then um he could still be in contention for that mvp who knows but yeah. you know the others are still you know firmly ahead of him right now and Embiid and Jokic really kind of gunning for it uh, along with Giannis still in the race but you know, this second half or this last stretch of the season is going to tell who the real MVP is this year for sure. But, mm-hmm. you know, the Nets get their guy back. You know, they've made a trade, uh, got Ben Simmons now, so they get to see what that is all going to work like. And that mixed together and those other acquisitions, they got Curry as well, Seth Curry. Mm-hmm. So got some nice key acquisitions in the exchange for James Harden there. So and- Brooklyn is looking nice.
1: Also, don't forget that Goran Dragic decided to go sign with the Nets as opposed to coming to Dallas, as had been indicated previously, which continues to just mind-boggle me that the Mavericks didn't trade Porzingis to Toronto, but that's a story for another day.
0: Yeah, Dragic, he is going back to play for his old teammate and Steve Nash when Mm -hmm. they were playing together on the Suns early in Dragic's career back when Steve Nash was an MVP, so definitely that relationship brought them back together. Um, but yeah, you know, the East wide open, you know, Milwaukee's still balling, you know, they've, they've got some healthy players there. Um, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're still doing what they can do. The heater on a roll atop the, atop the East right now. Uh, I believe right now, tied with Chicago, who's rolling right. DeMar DeRozan yeah. playing his best basketball of his career, uh, alongside Zach Levine and Nikola Vucevic over there as well.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, And then, you know, kind of the bottom part of the playoff race is kind of feisty, too. And they're not too far behind. It's all close, you know, within like a handful of games, BJ.
1: Yeah. Uh, Toronto fighting. Yeah.
0: um, You know, some other teams right there on the bubble, you know, Atlanta Hawks, Hornets. Mm-hmm. Um Celtics still in the mix as well. Tatum and Brown out there. Celtics um, have jumped so. up
1: considerably. They went on an impressive what was it 11 game winning streak or something like that yeah. before the All-Star break and then uh so they're the one of the hottest teams in the East coming in 9 and 1 in their last 10, but that one loss of course was the last one before the uh All-Star break. They come in right now a half game ahead of Toronto at 6. And you can't uh, forget about
0: those feisty Cavs.
1: Oh yeah, tied for third, but with the same record as the Sixers and the Bucks.
0: Yeah, and yeah, and we didn't even mention half. the Sixers. Yeah. So I mean, it's just it's wide open over there. So I mean, Brooklyn,
1: Brooklyn, and Char- Brooklyn, and Charlotte have been on like so bad skids as of late. Yet they're still eight and nine in the East right now. Like Brooklyn's <sighs> only seven back. I mean, it's going to be tough to make up that ground now, but. You get KD back. You get Kyrie to play. It's still possible they don't have to play in the play-in tournament.
0: Yeah, they're going to be able to get it together and get out of that play-in situation. I think, um, mm-hmm. as long as KD is healthy enough to you know continue without any any setbacks and all that, and they really do get Kyrie back full time. You know, Kyrie KD. You know Ben Simmons who won't have to worry ever anymore about you know, shooting that basketball on a crunch time situation or anything <laughs> like that because he's got two guys that are more than willing to do it for him yeah. in mean KD and Kyrie. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, playoffs in the East are going to be so fun to watch. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you that. Uh, one thing I do want to look at within this race for the playoffs, BJ, is the, mm-hmm. the strength of schedule going on between uh, the teams that are all fighting for position uh, in the playoffs um, and, and seating purposes as well. Mm-hmm. Let's look at the 10 toughest remaining schedules. Okay. Um, toughest going to the Milwaukee Bucks. A mm-hmm. Strength of schedule, opponent um, 554.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, 22 games left. Toughest opponents. I got to play the Suns once, Warriors once, Grizzlies once, Heat once, and the Bulls three times. Next up, the Bulls. Ooh, that is tough. Right behind them with the second. Hardest schedule to finish the season 23 games. They have to play the Suns, Grizzlies, Heat twice, Jazz, 76ers, and of course the Bucks a few times. Yeah, right behind them, the Lakers who are struggling oh, oh, oh. and can't afford to have this tough schedule.
1: Yeah, we were just talking about the East, but the Lakers right now, ninth in the West. Nine
0: strength of schedule 538 for the Lakers to finish things out 24 games. Got to play the Suns twice, Warriors twice, Jazz, 76ers, and Cavs.
1: Ooh, man.
0: And right behind them, fighting for life in the East. We didn't mention this team, the Knicks. 529, strength of schedule here, 23 games left. Got to play the Suns, Grizzlies, Heat twice, Bulls, and Jazz.
1: They are right now 12th in the East. They're Ooh. about, I believe, let's see, that is four and a half back of Atlanta. For, uh, the just to get to the 10 to get into the plan.
0: Nick's ailing out there.
1: Yeah, they're and, they're even behind Washington right now.
0: Yeah, Washington, that's that's kind of crazy. Uh
1: the
0: Jazz up next. Uh 24 games left in their schedule. 5-17 strength the schedule. Facing the Suns twice. Gotta play the Warriors, Grizzlies, Bulls, and Bucks.
1: Yeah, and that's that's interesting to consider because Jazz right now have a one and a half game lead over the Mavs for the fourth spot. Uh, it could very easily, they could very easily drop down to five or maybe even six, depending upon how good the Nuggets look in the, the last half of the, the schedule.
0: And I'm glad you mentioned the Mavs, BJ. We'll talk about them in a second. All right. Um,
1: Timberwolves.
0: Wait, I just said Timberwolves.
1: No, you talked. just said Jazz.
0: Okay, Timberwolves in. I just want to make sure. Timberwolves, 5 16, 23 games. Playing Suns, Warriors, Grizzlies, Heat, and Bulls in that stretch. Warriors next, who are fighting atop the West. A lot of West teams here with a tough schedule to finish. 5-13, strength of schedule, 23 games. Got to play the Suns, Grizzlies, Heat, Jazz, and Bucks.
1: It's going to be tough for Golden State to get back uh, to be in contention for the one seed. They're right now six and a half back. I know they do play the Suns again, but I think that the Suns just – Right now, they've been so good. I think they've got the one seed pretty much all but locked up.
0: Next up, Pelicans. Won't really talk about them. They're not going to make the playoffs more than likely. So
1: Tied with the Spurs, two back of Portland right now for that 10th spot.
0: Ooh, it could be interesting. You know what? Yeah, We'll with, talk about them.
1: But with, uh, with that strength of schedule, it might, might not happen.
0: Yeah, eighth-hardest schedule to finish the season in 23 games. Got to face the Suns and Grizzlies twice. Warriors, Bulls, Jazz, one time. Next up, another team trying to make the playoffs as well for the first time in a while. The Kings, five oh five strength of schedule on twenty two games left. Got to play the Suns twice and also play Warriors, Heat, Bulls, Jazz.
1: Thirteenth in the West right now. They are four and a half back of that uh, ten spot. I, I don't see it.
0: Well, they had a shake up in their team, so who knows? <laughs> the new Kings might make the
1: playoffs. Maybe.
0: Last but not least, 10th spot, 10th toughest schedule, Celtics to finish it out in 22 games, 503 strength of schedule, got to face the Grizzlies twice, got to play the Warriors, Heat, Bulls, and Jazz once.
1: It's a good thing they climbed when they did because that is, I mean, not necessarily it could could be tougher, but right now they're in well positioned at six with a half game lead to, you know, as long as they can just kind of sustain the blows and keep pace, uh, whatever Toronto does, as long as they stay ahead of them to avoid the play. And it's going to be really interesting. We talked about, you know, the East and how close that it all is.
0: All right. And now we're going to go to the 10 easiest ones in the league, going from 10th easiest down to the easiest, starting with the Magic in 22 games left, a strength of schedule of 488
1: yeah, that should be interesting. They're right now one game ahead of Detroit, is the worst team uh, in the East in terms of getting uh, a higher odds in the lottery. They right now have the worst record in the NBA.
0: Yeah. Next up, Cavs, which is favorable for their chances and seeding on the Eastern side of things. 47 strength of schedule, 24 games left. Followed by the Nuggets, who are actually tied with them. Same amount of games left. And then the Raptors, 486 strength the schedule, 25 games left.
1: Could be very and interesting.
0: Then Suns finish with an easy <laughs> schedule.
1: It's, 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 everything's been easy for them this year. They don't need a necessarily easy schedule because they make it look too easy.
0: Right. And now your, your top five easiest schedules... Hawks four eighty three strength of schedule, so that gives them an advantage to try and make the playoff slash play in.
1: Yeah, right now they're in ten, games, so. tied tied with the the same record. Uh, or they they've got they played two less games than Charlotte, so they're both they're still nine and a half back of the top spot, but they're essentially tied for nine right now. So they could easily climb up above Charlotte.
0: And the Wizards in the fourth easiest schedule four seventy two. Strength of schedule, 24 games.
1: Watch out. Wizards one game back of Charlotte and Atlanta, they could easily climb back into that play-in tournament.
0: KP going to lead them?
1: I mean, he could.
0: He could lead himself back to the injury report is probably what's going (laughs) to happen. Top three easiest schedules, Grizzlies. Third easiest schedule, 470 strength of schedule in just 22 games left second to second to last or second easiest I should say
1: mm-hmm.
0: Trailblazers at 458 with 23 games left. And last but not least, our old coaches squad, the Indiana Pacers with a 456 strength of schedule with 22 games left. And BJ, I yeah. highlighted the Mavs earlier because they're not on either one of those. They're in the yeah. middle. They don't have a super easy schedule. They don't have a really hard schedule. They've got somewhere in the middle.
1: Mm-hmm. So,
0: what would you grade, What, what – first I want to ask, what would you grade the strength of schedule for the first part of the season so far for Dallas? Don't uh, base they, that on our
1: – win-loss like,
0: Yeah, base it on, like, looking at it just, you know, coming in and, like, yeah.
1: The, the strength of schedule for what we've done so far, yeah. You know, it feels like the Mass have played a lot of tough games already this year. Um, that you know, they've had several games that they've played with the Suns, they played them close, they played the Warriors three, I think, three times already. Uh, and and they, I think, they've won two of those games. Um, you know they've played the jazz a couple times i think they won three of the games against memphis on the season they've already played all four of those um if i had to guess the strength of schedule for the mavs in the first half i'd say it's up around in the top five i don't know exactly where i put it but i think it's been a really tough schedule so far
0: i want to highlight the uh what Matt, What Mavs have in the in the bottom part of the schedule here? You know, as a middle okay. of the pack schedule, uh, they have to face Utah three times,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Oof. Golden State twice, mm-hmm. got to play Brooklyn,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Milwaukee, uh, Cleveland, Philly, Minnesota twice, and the Lakers twice.
1: Okay. Interesting.
0: I think the the front end of the schedule was harder than this back end.
1: Yeah, I think so, too.
0: That's where I'm going to stick with. Yeah. Um, BJ, in light of the race to the playoffs, you know, are, are there any teams that are on the outside looking in right now? This, this can count as play-in tournament teams that mm-hmm. – will not be on the outside looking in come seeding time? Uh, that won't be playing for their lives?
1: So, like, you, you think that of, uh, teams that are going to So, fall for example, out...
0: do you think that the Lakers, who are like an 8-9 seed, will be a mm-hmm. 6 seed by playoff time? Or do you think the Knicks, who are outside of – even the play-in tournament, will be a six seed by playoff time.
1: No. Uh, I, I would say uh, the teams that are kind of well-positioned right now are already in the play-in tournament range. I don't see uh, – I mean, Washington are – they're six back of Boston to avoid the play-in tournament. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I think they're well-positioned to move up into at least the play-in tournament. But other than that, I mean, you're you're talking about like somebody like a San Antonio or New Orleans jumping Portland, the Lakers, the Clippers, and the T Wolves, and even the Nuggets to get to six. I I just I I think other than Washington and even Washington, I'm I'm a little bit skeptical on. Uh, I think Washington could climb in the playing tournament, but if anybody's going to climb from out of the playoff race into the playoff race, I think they're going to get stuck in that play playing tournament range. I don't. I don't see anybody that's not in the play in tournament right now avoiding the playoff tournament and, and going up into the, the top six.
0: And second on the second end of that question, do you think anybody that is at the top will drop down or that anybody that is not in play in tournament, whether it's seven seed, eight seed, or you're a nine or ten, you know, that is top six that will fall to play in tournament.
1: see that's that's the more tough question because in the east that it you could have a bad week or two you could have a major injury and that could drop you from you know being tied for third into that seventh spot just because of how close everything is so i'm gonna say no hoping that everybody stays healthy um I really don't see it happening in the West either. I think that, you know, your Phoenix is a a class above everybody else. Golden State is is going to be interesting to see uh, how they finish off the second half. I don't think they're going to necessarily relinquish that two seed. Memphis, I think, could come back down to earth a little bit. The Jazz could as well. Mm -hmm. The Mavericks, you know, I don't, I don't see them. I don't see them dropping because the way they play defense, I think they've you play. Uh, they think they played well enough to, to keep themselves in the top six. Denver, if they if the injuries, you know, like I said, they played well despite the injuries, but if they get another major one, you know, hope, hope that that doesn't happen, you could potentially see them drop down, and, and that could just derail their season if they suffer another injury. But other than those teams, I'm going to say no.
0: BJ... I'm going to say yes because – and and I'm going to go with the Boston Celtics because they have the 10th hardest schedule going into Mm -hmm. this this last stretch of the season, and then the Nets are going to get healthier. So Mm -hmm. Nets get healthier. Nets go back up into a top six position. Mm
1: -hmm. That
0: automatically puts the Celtics in the play-in tournament. I think that is something very – Very realistic for them. And also, you know, they're right neck and neck with Toronto and Toronto's playing good ball. So, you mean, you know, that could flip either way, you know, whether the Nets jump or not, you know, it could be a total Mm -hmm. shuffle, you know, Nets and Celtics could flip. It could be, you know, Nets six, Raptors seven, Celtics eight, Mm -hmm. or, you know, maybe Hornets make a jump. They're not far behind either. So. Um, but I, I think the Celtics will fall into the play-in tournament because of their degree of difficulty here in the back end of the, the schedule here.
1: Well, didn't and, you say Milwaukee had a tougher schedule than Boston? They do,
0: but, I mean, it's Milwaukee, though. I, I don't I, yeah, think that I, they'll I, falter to the play-in. I don't I,
1: I, 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 I agree. I mean, I, I don't think so either. But, I mean, you you get into a, a bad stretch of games that they're only – two games ahead of boston right now so it's not necessarily a sure thing that they're going to finish top six i don't think they'll drop to the playing tournament but you know i I don't necessarily think that boston is the you know the only team that could potentially move down if if you know brooklyn moves up toronto potentially move up you know i think you could possibly
0: well i mean just mainly based off the impact of these schedules here the easiest and the and the hardest. I think the mm-hmm. Bucs are a better team and they'll be able to withstand oh, yeah. their tough schedule.
1: I think, uh, I think so, the too. Celtics
0: have weaknesses and you know they could and they could drop a couple of, you know, just enough to where it puts them in the play.
1: Yeah.
0: Um and on on the back end of it, the easiest <laughs> side, people who are gonna benefit. Uh, I think the Grizzlies will benefit heavily. Um, third mm-hmm. easiest in the league to finish it. You know, they're already atop the West right now. I mean they're not three, first, obviously. Yeah. They're third, but um I think that at least keeps them pace with where they are if not snag a 2 seed cuz they're only a game and a half behind Golden State.
1: Yeah, I so, I I think they'll very... I think they'll still still finish third I think. I think Golden State even with with having a little bit tougher schedule I think is still going to finish second.
0: Yeah, Suns have a pretty one of the easier schedules to finish at the sixth easiest so they'll maintain the number The rich one spot. get richer. Even without Chris Paul, I believe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, either either way, they still have enough of a lead between one and two to where it's not going to close again. That was
1: that was funny that he came in the All Star game the same day <laughs> that the news came out that he was going to miss like six to eight weeks.
0: And then a team that could benefit from their easier schedule at the end and make themselves—I don't know if they'll make the playoffs, but they'll or like or not have to play in the play-in. But I, it will it'll make their chances of making the playoffs easier by having an easier playing opponent. I think they'll rise into, you know, maybe, uh, I don't know. They're, they have an easier chance now. <laughs> I don't know. They have a lot of competition right here at the bottom, but it's so close. You know, I think, I think that the Hawks, yeah, they, so Portland. Just, they have a chance. Um, They're they're the fifth easiest schedule mm-hmm. to finish the season. So you know, if if they don't make it or even don't make the play-in tournament, then I don't even know what to say. Like, yeah. you make an Eastern Conference final, then not make the playoffs. Woof.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: and not really lose anybody besides like Cam Reddish. You know, so mm-hmm. that's kind of it's not kind of not good. Um, yeah. I think the Nuggets might benefit seating wise. You know, just a couple of spots, and you know they're going to get Jamal Burry back at some point. They won't get Michael Porter Jr., but they'll get Murray. Um Whether that's, you know, at playoff time or not, you know, he's still going to help because he's, he's yeah. a pretty clutch player when he comes back and yeah. uh the Raptors, uh, it, it could keep them out of the play in, you know, I mentioned them a second ago, but I don't know. I mean, it's just, you know, teams, I think that have a chance oh, yeah. um, to, to, uh, you know, swing their stuff one way or the other.
1: It's going to be, be very interesting to watch as we go through the, the last 20 some odd games of the schedule.
0: Yeah, definitely BJ. Um, Let's go ahead and shift gears and uh, make our way into this back end of the uh, show here, um, talking about the Naismith Hall of Fame finalists for the next class to usher in for 2022. Um, you know, headlined by San Antonio Spurs legend, four-time NBA champion Manu Ginobili,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, and WNBA legend Swin Cash and Lindsay Whalen. Uh, out of the total eleven finalists from the North American and Women's Committees for. The Hall of Fame class of 2022. Uh, other finalists include uh, Laker legend Michael Cooper, former Milwaukee Bucks forward Marquez Johnson, longtime NBA ref Hugh Evans, longtime college coach Bob Huggins,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, longtime NBA coach George Carl, mm-hmm. uh, women's college and WNBA coach Mary Ann Stanley, five-time all-star Tim Hardaway, and Texas girls high school basketball coach Lita Andrews. So, uh, BJ, what I I do obviously want to highlight all these uh, individuals in in their uh, accomplishment and being finalists for the Hall of Fame. Um, I got Mm -hmm. to see Lindsey Whalen play live before, so that's it's cool to you know no players going in that I got to watch live. Uh, You know, obviously watch Manu on TV for years. Um, Didn't really see the Swin Cash era. I uh, heard mm-hmm. about Michael Cooper, you know, plus his back-end coaching experience in the WNBA where he won championships. Uh, Bob, Bob Huggins, I know him from uh, West Virginia.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, George George Carl, longtime NBA Nuggets. coach, one, yeah. one of the winningest. Yeah, Coach Mello yeah. in the Nuggets. Uh, Mary Ann Stanley from the WNBA was, mm-hmm. uh, you know, still coaching. Yeah. Uh, 5 all you know, Tim Hardaway's dad, obviously Timmy Timmy J's mm-hmm. dad. know about him and his days and – you know, the legend that is Lita Andrews. Yeah. Um, BJ, uh, last year, I believe, the class of 2021 um, was a nine-member class? Or was yeah. I looking at 2020?
1: Well, um, I was but- going to say both Both the last two years were honored, I think, last year because of, of COVID because uh, you had guys like Kobe, Kevin Garnett, yeah. Tim Duncan, Paul Pierce, Chris Bosh, and Chris Webber. So I mean right. those that that's six outstanding, you know, NBA players that okay. all went in in the same year.
0: I got it now. So, I mean they all were on, you know, their induction ceremony happened at the same time but mm-hmm. um here's
1: classes. Here's yeah.
0: what it was. So, nine people went in in 2020 for that class mm-hmm. and then 10 went last year. So, my question is BJ, do all of them make it or are one or two not going to make it? And if so, which one or two don't make it?
1: Well, let's see. Of the 11 finalists, I think you, you've got – I'm trying to think who is like slam dunk for sure. I, I think you've got uh, – I think Manu for sure is going to make it because of, uh, you know, the four-time champion, one of the best three-point shooters in that kind of six-man role. Um, I'm going to say that um, Huggins makes it for his contributions to the college game. George Carl, I think, makes it. I think Marianne Stanley makes it. Uh, I think Marquez Johnson and Swin Cash also make it. So I'm going to say six. I'm going to take six, and I'm not sure about anybody else. Um, really? Only six eight, out of these, 11? Maybe maybe Lindsey Whalen. Maybe wow bj yeah. okay I, I, I think i think it's possible that you'll see uh some of these inducted in future classes um uh, I'm, I'm just talking like specifically this year
0: okay interesting so we'll, take um and shout out to uh mr carbon who's in the chat said and bj what's going on what's up glad you're here brother um but yeah, uh, B just said maybe Lindsey Whalen. Uh, nah, bro, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to halt you right there. Lindsey Whalen, that's a, that that's a first ballot. She's 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 making it first time yeah. in here to me. Um, I think she's a lock, no doubt. Okay. Uh, I think George Carl lock, no doubt. Yeah. Uh, Manu Ginobili lock, no doubt.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, Michael Cooper lock, no doubt. Swin Cash lock, no doubt. Lita Andrews lock, no doubt um i think bob huggins you go ahead and put him in you know mm-hmm. looking at his resume he might could have made the championship a couple more times out of all those appearances but you know still you know a model of consistency as far as making the tournament um
1: i think he's marianne stanley you could probably yeah. lock her in i i think i think she'll get in uh i, I think I'm, people- I'm just trying to think that you know uh you know whether they deserve you know whether they're locks or not i'm, I'm trying to think just for this year i i think that you could probably see everyone that was listed get in here in the next few years. I'm, I'm thinking like who specifically this year? And, and that's why I, I limited myself. I mean, it's per- possible that more than, you know, I, I mean, Waylon probably will be locked in, you know, it, they could say George Carl get in and then Bob Huggins has to wait a, a year or something like that. I, I don't know, uh, you know, who's on the, who makes up the, the deciding factors and and who votes on, on these finalists to say who's going to get in, in the class, which will be announced in April.
0: Well, BJ, my, uh, my case here for this is that they haven't inducted less than nine people in the past few basketball hall of fame ceremonies. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking that they stay with that theme once again, at least get you nine in again this year. So I okay. think the only possible misses are Marquez Johnson mm-hmm. and Hugh Evans, the ref. I, I you
1: know, would say I you know, would maybe say, they
0: put in the ref instead of Tim Hardaway, or that's something, what that's what I, I
1: was going to say. I, I think yeah. that that way they you know make sure that all facets of of the game are are recognized, including officiating. Um, so maybe say I,
0: Tim Hardaway and Marquez Johnson. Everybody has something. So, else, I think so you're likely.
1: you're you're saying nine went in between the last two years combined or nine in each class?
0: No, like it was there was ten last year, nine okay. in 2020, and ten in 2019.
1: Okay. So out of and there's eleven of there's the eleven listed finalists. Yeah. <sighs> see, I don't know because I, I think you see at least seven. But I don't know if, if if you get more than eight. I, Man, I, I, I think I, I think it do. comes down. I think the number comes down this year.
0: I don't think it comes down this year. I think it stays at least nine and, and you okay. get, you know, you get those players. Um, um you know, names that I'm just gonna I'll just say names that wouldn't surprise me that mm-hmm. don't get inducted the first time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Bob Huggins. Yeah. Like I think he should, but I wouldn't necessarily be surprised.
1: I thought he'd come um, up before, but maybe I I'm think wrong he away. has. And so that's why um, I think you'll get in now.
0: Marquez Johnson, mm-hmm. and Tim Hardaway Jr.
1: No, not Tim May- Hardaway Jr. I'm
0: sorry, Tim Hardaway Senior. Yeah. Maybe Hugh Evans.
1: Yeah, I, I, Tim I Hugh think, Evans. I, I think, I think you get Huggins, and I think Hugh Evans is in uh, for officiating. I, I don't know about Hardaway, and I don't know about uh, Johnson.
0: Okay. So I, I think we're bringing in nine. I think we're bringing in nine for sure. Uh, I, think, I, think I don't the, think we do 10. I don't think we do 10. Yeah.
1: I think the bigger the class, you know, more, more people to honor and, and everything like that. I think that's fine. I'm, I don't have a, a po I'm, I'm not opposed to that. I just thought that the number would come down and, you know, maybe it, it, it all depends on the class each year. You're not necessarily, there's no benchmark for, you know, uh, how many has to get in in a specific year. It's not like the baseball writers that elect for the baseball hall of fame where there's so many number of voters and 75% of them have to agree on, you know, that this specific player is a hall of famer. Uh, So you've got more hall of famers in the basketball hall of fame as a result.
0: No, no, I get it. And, but like, look at this class, Mm -hmm. you know, what you got here, you know, like the, the WNBA players are, are undoubtable locks to me. Yeah. Multi, yeah. I think they're, multi, you know, multi perennial all-stars champions, gold medalists, you know, yeah. they're some of the best. They're on the W25 team as well. I mean, yeah, they're hall of fame material. Uh, Marianne Stanley. I mean, mm-hmm. she's been a coach of the year in the WNBA NCAA national yeah. champion. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, she's, I mean, she's been there, done that. Yeah. I feel like she's a lock in. I mean, yeah. and then the all-time winningest coach in high school. I mean, that's a no-brainer. Um, the sixth winningest coach in NBA's history. That almost sounds like a no-brainer to yeah. me. Um, yeah. Um, and and, and then
1: also, Michael remember-
0: Cooper, five-time NBA champion and all-defensive first-team and multi-time All-Star and multi-time WNBA coach. Like, come on. I know he's going in as a player, but like, he's that. That's a resume that's just like, duh.
1: Yeah. And then I, I, I guess the referee
0: had... tenure, I mean, you just – I don't know how long he was in, maybe 20-plus years, Yeah, legendary ref, a lot of NBA finals, playoff games, games, put him in. I feel like that's all there is to those. Yeah. And then, that, and then, and then you still have the argument for Huggins. Sorry, still have yeah, the argument man. for Huggins. Perennial, yeah. March Madness, contender, you know, always there. You always got to worry about him and West Virginia um, and – two time coach of the year. I think he's got a championship or two.
1: Yeah, I think he does. So um I was gonna say the thing you gotta also remember, uh, is that with the basketball hall of fame, it's not like, you know just what you've done professionally so if you know like you said with with the high school all time high school winning as coach that that does sound like yes that would be honored in the basketball hall of fame because it's all levels it's college it's pro it's high school so that's
0: like marquise johnson's you know one like the main thing it's got here for him was consensus national college collegiate player of the year Mm um but yeah i i know um so that's what that's what makes it even harder to think, yeah. like, dang, they might all get in. You know, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I think if, the,
1: if they were all going to get in, they would have said, this is the class. They're, they're, they're going to narrow it down a little bit. I because.
0: know, and they might. It's just hard because, like, when you think about it and you think about in the past years, like, who they've gotten in already, like,
1: yeah. if you
0: think about, and, and I don't remember what ballot he was, but when Mo Cheeks made it, mm-hmm. I, I don't remember if that was first ballot or not. I don't think it was. Um, I don't know, but, but Mo wrong. Cheek still made it. Like yeah. he he made it. Like so, yeah. like Tim Hardaway is that feels like a definite. Got to at least make it the second time. Yeah. And if Mo Cheeks made it the first time, then there's no way Tim Hardaway's missing right now. Yeah. So
1: I don't know. Well, I like- we'll see. We'll see. I mean, like I said, I think they they you know I think they cut it down a little bit, and then you see you know in the future some of the guys that are some of the players that. Uh, some of the people that missed this year could get in, but theoretically I, I that's my personal thought, but I won't be opposed yeah. if, if we get, you know, another nine person class again, I'm, I'm not, you know, going to snuff at that at all.
0: Right. Well, sounds like it's time to play a little game,
1: a little gamey game,
0: a gamey game, with the game, 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 game.
1: All right. It's time for with it or quit it. Oh yeah. Yeah, if you're new to the show, I'll show you how it works. We're going to give, this time, Drew is going to get five questions. Usually, if we have a guest, we'll ask the guest these five questions, and they have to say whether they're with it or if they're going to quit it. Drew, are you ready?
0: I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. All right. Let's get it.
1: All right. I'm going to start with number one. I saw this article on ESPN and it was talking about like, what if the NBA could go back and reset from when it was first started. And so it had some of the changes that could be made. So do you think drew that the NBA regular season should be shortened to 58 games and you can replace those missing games from going from 82 to 58 with an in-season tournament before the playoffs, with it or quit it. Boo,
0: boo, so that's quit, it. It. quit it, quit it. No, I'm I'm not with the in-season tournament stuff. Um, and for those of you that are, whether you're a longtime listener or a new listener, and this I'm going to address longtime listeners here. You've heard me talk about in the past when we've talked about the WNBA Commissioner's Cup, but I didn't even like that.
1: Mm-hmm. So that was
0: essentially type of in you know, an in-season tournament type thing, the word you know, certain games were commissioner cup games and then they played a championship for the commissioner's cup. Um I'm not with you know the commissioner's cup, in-season tournament stuff. Nah, it's yeah. just I'm not I'm not with that change. And you see the uh, more he's you see the more expen- experimental you know, the league gets and Adam Silver gets, the more it's kind of shaky. Like, Ooh, we're kind of bordering this line of like, I'm not sure if we really want to keep watching this because people wanted to turn the dunk contest off. They wanted to turn some aspects of all-star weekend off.
1: Yeah. I think the only reason that uh, there's even talks about this is because the NBA has said so many times that they want something similar to what college basketball has with the March Madness tournament. And, you know, I just – I think that works well in, in college basketball. I just don't think it works as well in the NBA.
0: Exactly. And it needs to stay there in college where it belongs. That's that's why I, I was so glad when the WNBA finally changed their format in the playoffs to where the one and done in the first two rounds is gone. And, you know, teams actually that, you know, if even if you're the eighth seed finally again this year, that you You've get to have chance. at least one playoff game at your home gym at least one your fans get to have at least one no matter what like it's happening and that's great and um i think you just need to leave the one and done stuff the tournament stuff you know with the college ranks you know leave it there if you want to experiment with in-season tournaments and i don't know if they've done this yet doing the g league first doing the g league first and see how that goes like do they like it um how did your viewership go like did it go up did you stay neutral did you drop people didn't like the in-season tournament stuff do that model first. Use that yeah. as examples. Kind of like how the NFL is about to start yeah, using the XFL.
1: That's what I was just about to say. That's yeah.
0: exactly what the NBA should be doing. I don't know how the light doesn't click on as you know. That's what they're for. As they're developmental players in a developmental league. That's where you test stuff. You know, that's where you testing develop players. Up. Yeah, and, yeah, testing and developing over here. You need to test and develop those ideas over there. Yeah, like that's where you play the experimental games at, not with the NBA. So, I mean, even with the all-star festivities that go on for G League, if you're want, if you like, you know what, this might be cool for us, let's try it with these guys. Oh, yeah. they hated it? Maybe we shouldn't try it with them. Okay. Like, oh, it was success? Maybe it'll be twice as good over here with them. Okay, we'll try it for the NBA. All
1: right. Sounds good. All right, number two. After signing with the Brooklyn Nets, Goran Dragic will never be on the same team as Luka Doncic for the rest of his career with it or quit it
0: quit it they're gonna play fiba
1: i'm meaning in the nba
0: ah oh then i'm with it
1: (laughs) yeah i've you know we there we had talked about a couple times that uh he had indicated that he was interested in playing with you know professionally on the same team with luca in the nba and yet he signs with brooklyn so he He even came to a mass game yeah
0: So that was weird, but, you know, Steve Maddish had to have just picked up the phone. It was just as simple as that.
1: Yeah. So, again, again, just, you know, you get Dragic and you get picks for giving up KP. If you go to Toronto, you get less, significantly less with what you did. Anyway. All right. Drew, number three. Going to switch gears and go to college basketball. Ooh. We will see a repeat champion in Division One basketball this year. Remember, last year it was the Baylor men and the Stanford women that won it all. Are you with it? Or are you going to quit it? it? Either one of them, either one of them is going to win it again. It's going put to it, we're going to see a repeat. So it, no. it's,
0: not, it's not happening. Neither one neither of them. One of them? Wow. Neither one of them. Wow. one of Stanford had some key losses early. Lost to you know my Texas Longhorns. Um, I don't think – I don't know if they have it. I think they can make a run, you know, Elite Eight, maybe Final Four. I think definitely Elite Eight, but I don't think they get it again.
1: They're South, number two. South They're...
0: Carolina is really poised to, you know, come away with it. Aaliyah Boston is arguably the best player mm-hmm. in the country. And then you also got to, you know, maybe they have to see Iowa in the bracket too. Caitlin Clark is no joke yeah, <laughs> yeah. at all. Yeah. <laughs> she's a beast.
1: I was so, just to say Stanford's number two right now, just behind South Carolina. So if your bracket seating right now, you have South Carolina on this side and Stanford on this side. The only way they can match up is if they play for the national championship.
0: And I know they're not the number one team right now, but it's Coach K's final year. Duke is going to make it all the way through, get the championship, let Coach K go out on – a championship high and send him off like that that's what's gonna happen so no repeat champion no Baylor Bears no Stanford boom wow that's what it is sorry, he's, twin. Well, he's, sorry all, tw- he's
1: he's going all in with Duke right now and we haven't even gotten to the bracket yet sorry Duke.
0: twin Erica McCall sorry <laughs> I apologize for you Stanford
1: okay. no you're, you're all good man uh it's gonna be interesting I the men's men's bracket is just a big shrug emoji right now I I really I could make cases for a, a multitude of teams. so Yeah. we'll we'll talk about that in a couple of weeks when the brackets get released. Yeah, stay tuned. Be on the lookout for that. All right, Drew, number four. After the incident at Wisconsin on Sunday, DeWall Howard was suspended for the rest of the Big Ten season by Michigan. Drew, the take here is that he should not be fired by Michigan at the end of the season with it or quit it with it so he should stay as the head coach correct right okay
0: let him let him serve his let him be grounded for the rest of the season (laughs) learn his lesson and come on back you know otherwise he doesn't have a blemish on him yeah so i mean he took issue to it you know he's he's addressed his mistake you know now he's you know he's punished for the rest of the big 10 season um. You know, sounds like a pretty significant punishment as far as the coach goes. Anyway, you know, as far as you know, them wanting to compete in the tournament again, you know? yeah. So,
1: and, I don't know. And not not only that, Drew. You got to think that if Wisconsin's coach had not said anything to him, none of that would have happened.
0: Exactly. Instigated. He was trying to
1: avoid him and just go on back to the locker room. Right. He just and, had to bark that, and, something.
0: Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I
1: and that's why that's why the. You know, that's why the Wisconsin coach was fine. He wasn't suspended, but he did receive a fine. And, and people across social media are like, why, why was he fine? What did he do? It's like, well, right. if you just, you know, shut up, you don't get fined. And none of that ever happens. So, right. But that's not to say that Juwan Howard should have done what he did, obviously.
0: Correct. Right. right. Had to
1: be able to, to, to control yourself, especially because you don't want to be teaching your your young athletes that so that's okay to do right if, 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 if something doesn't go the way you want it to go so right all right drew last but not least it's number five buh, buh, buh. drew the mlb season will start on time and there will be no games missed with it or quit it quit it quit it
0: absolutely quit really. it uh, they're, they're, man, do you see how long they talked the last time they met? 15 minutes. It didn't go anywhere. It's, there's no, going to be they a they delay.
1: Met, they met this week. Things have been getting a little bit better. But a at the end of the day – well, here's here's 15 the, minutes
0: to 20 minutes?
1: <laughs> no, they, they actually – I think from what I remember hearing earlier this week, like on Monday, they, they sat down for majority of the day. They're, what? No, nah, I don't believe that. that. That's what I remember reading. Uh, there's still a lot that they need to you know agree or disagree on, but Drew, remember this because it is a lockout, the owners could say at any point, Okay, we're going to play this season just with the old collective bargaining agreement from last year while we continue to negotiate a new one. But it's it's entirely on the owners. The owners can say, Oh dear, we're going to lose money if we don't do something, let's do this. While we continue to negotiate for something else, that's what I mean. I think that's what they did similarly in twenty twenty with the COVID, when they were negotiating how to, uh, you know, shorten the season and everything like that, but still have games being played. So it's it's entirely on the owners where they could say tomorrow, "Hey, let's you know, before we start missing out on money, let's just play this while we continue to hammer out negotiations for beyond this year."
0: Because haven't teams already started with like spring training was traditionally supposed to have started already for some Yeah, teams.
1: spring training was supposed to have started, I believe, the beginning of this week or like around the, the 20th or something like that. Yeah. Sure. Uh, that's when pitchers or catchers are usually supposed to report. That's but right. at the at the same time, there's nothing stopping them from saying, hey, you know, let's, let's go ahead and, and play for now and we'll continue to work on this in the next off season. There's nothing. It's not like the the players are the ones holding up the season from being started.
0: I don't know why they didn't already do that. If they like considering how, how far apart conversations were early on and we're up to this very, very recent point.
1: Yeah. It's, it's one of those things that I think, it's a negotiation tactic. It's like you make them sweat a little bit thinking that you're going to be able to, you know, hammer home a compromise because nobody, nobody at the end of the day, at least you're told nobody at the end of the day wants to miss games. Nobody wants to miss paychecks. If you're, if you're a player, but you know, maybe the owners care so much that about not giving in that they'd risk losing money. I I don't know. It, it just, it feels like it at times, but I don't Maybe. know. You're I just wrong. know
0: that I just I hope I'm wrong, so that we yeah. don't miss games and we get to see a lot of Rangers baseball because we got this new team. I got to watch this new team. Yeah. and this that. is
1: the this is 50th anniversary <sighs> season of the Rangers in Texas, Drew. so this I'm is gonna, a pretty, oh, pretty significant. A pretty significant deal.
0: That's crazy, and we're gonna be so good too. That's the that's the best part. I might have to get credentials again and cover the Rangers. I get like 2019.
1: There you go. <laughs> that would be fun. good to me, man
0: been a while it was it was fun doing baseball yeah
1: I'm, I'm a skeptic too drew so just so you know i i i think that it's more than likely that they're gonna keep this dragging on and and then once they see that like nobody's on their side they're like oh crap let's 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 do this now so that we save face even if we have uh, egg on our face or whatever
0: and it's gonna happen at like 11 30 at night on yeah. like a on a Monday night or some crap like that, yeah. and Jeff Patton's yeah. going to be like, Breaking! The MLB owners are like, yeah, we're shutting this shit down. It's time to play some baseball.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Don't forget well, to cut that out.
0: We're <laughs> shutting that down. That's clean. There's no words
1: there. <laughs> you get it. I get All it. Right. Woo, well, that's whether to quit Drew.
0: Yeah, that's going to be the end of the episode, too, ladies and gentlemen. I appreciate those that have tuned in today, whether you came or whether you came and saw the episode live over on Twitch or you're checking the episode out on your podcast platforms, wherever you listen. I appreciate you. Shout out to the visitors in chat today. Angel and Mr. Carbon Uh, want to make sure you guys are following us on Twitter and Instagram listeners of the podcast. Do that as soon as you hear this message at the end of the show every week. If you're not following, if you're new, listen, go follow on Twitter and Instagram at the underscore lowdown. That's T-H-A underscore lowdown on Twitter and Instagram. Drop those follows. We've got some previews and quotes from the episode for those that miss it live and some teasers throughout the week for you guys to keep interested and some some video clips. From recent episodes and you won't want to miss the March Madness action that is coming up in the next two to three weeks. Guys, a lot of cool episodes we are going to have some behind the paywall and some live for you guys. So make sure you check it out. Last year was one big jam packed episode. We're splitting it up this year. So you guys don't have to listen to us for two hours. Unless you (laughs) want to, unless
1: you want to. (laughs) People
0: are still listening to the old March Madness episode. So they might.
1: I don't know. You know, you
0: you might get a big special. Who knows? But, hey, make sure, like I said, go follow us on those social platforms. We got another episode coming out next week, same time on Friday to kick off the month of March. Appreciate everyone once again, and we will see you guys next week. Peace.